Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. So why do we put all the responsibility on this one man just because we pay him? You know, it's, it, it, it's not right. And so burnout comes. And then, and then you, know, you have people in the church. Paul talks about in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12 about how you know, we're, we're baptized believers. And when we were baptized into Christ, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about, he says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, so he's talking to believers. He says, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I, I want you to know that one, that one, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are all different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, to someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is, one, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And so in other words, Paul is saying... Everybody who has been filled with the Spirit of God, there is one Spirit. There is the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, this person, he, uh, the third person of the Trinity, he, he, he is God dwelling inside of us. He is God the Father, God the Son. He's dwelling inside of us. John chapter 14. And that one Spirit, He, he gives us all gifts. Even though it's, we're all different, we all have unique abilities. We all have our own different kind of personalities. And, 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 and so this one, even though the Holy Spirit is the same and He never changes, He has given each and every person that is a born-again believer in Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit, He gives each and every one of us a special gift, a special talent to use. And if we don't use it, we're like the guitar strings on next guitar. We die. That's what James says. Faith without works is dead. He said, what good does it do if you say you have faith, if you love Jesus, but you never share Jesus? You never do anything for Jesus? If you're not using your talents and abilities that God give you, what good is your faith doing? It's not. It's not doing any good. He's, uh, Paul says, the human body has many parts, for many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Some are slaves and some are free. 
But we've all been baptized into one body and one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that mean, does that make it any less part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But if our bodies have many parts and God has put each part where he wants it, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with great care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. And then he, he goes on. But we're all, if we follow Christ, we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. We've been filled with His Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has given each and every one of us a gift. We are all unique. We all have different personalities. But we all... Make up this, you know, you remember that old, the, the, the little kid saying, here's the church, here's the steeple, open it up, and there's the people. And see, we're, we're all joined together with one commonality, and that commonality is Christ and His Holy Spirit. We're one body. And, and we all have this role to play. I, I can help you if you're struggling. You can help me if I'm struggling. But the thing is, if I don't share my need with you, you can't help me. If you don't share your need with me, I can't help you. And, and that's so far too often, that's what we do because we don't want people to know that we're struggling. We don't want people to know that our strings are dying. We want to pretend like everything is okay when it's not. And so we don't share our needs. And, but when we do share our needs, don't beat each other up. Don't beat each other down. Because we all have struggles. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we don't need to beat one another when we're down. We, we need to build each other up. I, I love the word exhortation, exhort. It's used several times throughout the New Testament. Exhort one another as you see the day approaching. That word exhort means to encourage with a gentle push. Encourage with a gentle push. I'm here to help you get to heaven. And I hope that you're here to help me get to heaven. Because there's days that I struggle with sin or with depression or just life in general. It just Life beats the crap out of us. And we, we need the encouragement from each other. And that's why it's so important in Hebrews 10 that we, we, we don't forsake the assembly together. You know, so many times we beat people up who don't come to church with that, that, that verse. But the reason why we should come together is because uh, we encourage one another. And that's what that verse is saying. We're to spur one another on with love and the good works. 
But if we're not meeting together, we can't encourage each other. It's just something about coming together as one and worshiping God. And when we're together, we all have special talents and abilities. It's like I play in the worship team, uh, the worship band at Partnership Christian, my home church here in Maryville, Tennessee, on Highway 321. If you ever want to come visit, we'd love to have you. But I, I can play a bunch of instruments. But there's some people who can only play one instrument. They may be able to play a guitar, or they may play bass, or they may be able to play keys, or, or they may be able to play drums. And, and so together we can make music. And, and we can sing, you know, we can play our instrument, play it well. And, 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 and we can make this beautiful song and we have singers who, who really sing well. I'm not a very good singer, so I don't sing a whole lot. I might sing some backup every now and then, but I, I know my role. I know I, I can play drums. I can play guitar. I, I, I can keep uh, a rhythm. And so that, that, that is my role. And, 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 but, but I play with these other people who do their part and do it well. And, 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 and so our worship team sounds really good. But if I, if I choose not to, to play, well, they're going to be missing a part. What if we all just chose not to play our parts? Well, then we had to sing a cappella. Well, then what if the, 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 the singers decide not to sing? We ain't singing. You know, it, 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 it's, it doesn't, it's just not, it's not a good fit. But you see, the Holy Spirit has given each and every one of us talents and these special abilities to, to fit our unique personalities. And if we use the talents that God has given. I mean, it, it, it may not even, you may not be able to play an instrument. You may not be able to get on the stage and, and, and say a prayer uh, because you may have a fear of being in front of people. You may not be able to, to put a sermon together and, and be an eloquent, eloquent speaker. Uh, but maybe you can cook. Maybe you're just an awesome cook, but you can't drive. Uh, for whatever reason, you don't have a driver's license, you know, but, but you can cook well. But, you know, you know, this brother or sister over here has, has a car. They can drive. So you cook the meal. They can deliver the meal because there's a family in need. And we know there's a family that, you know, say that someone has a, a sick loved one or lost a loved one. And so this individual that can cook, they bake a pie. Well, this per they can't deliver the pie, but this person has a car. So they can go pick up this person or pick up the pie and deliver the pie to this family who's lost this loved one. And now they have food and they've been encouraged. And then we tell them why this person has made the pie and we tell them why we have delivered the pie because we want to be a blessing to you. We want to encourage you in the name of Jesus. We are trying to be an example of Jesus. But if this person knows this person over here has a need, they've lost this love and they need food, but this person over here that can cook very well decides, I'm not going to cook that pie. I'm not going to cook that soup. I'm not going to do anything for them. But I love Jesus. What, what, what example of Christ are they being to this family who needs them? If this person makes the food, but this person says, well, I know they can't drive, and I can drive, but I ain't about to take that pie over there. What, what example are they being of Jesus? And if we don't use our our talents that God has given us, we're going to be like Nick's guitar who just just sat in its case looking pretty and, and the strings eventually died because they, they weren't played in years. That's what James is saying. What good is your faith without the works? 
we don't work to be saved. We work because we are saved. And we want to encourage others. We want to help them make it to heaven because life is hard and we need each other. But if we choose to, to be the Lone Ranger, you know, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. He wasn't the Lone Ranger. He had help. We all need help. We need each other. And we all have talents and abilities to use to glorify God and to encourage others. And we have to use the special abilities and the talents that the Holy Spirit has given each and every one of us. You hear the need or see the need and you help meet the need. Because if we don't, and time keeps passing by, and we just, you know, the, I've heard it said, you know, well, I intended to do so. I, I, I was going to do that. And I heard this saying long ago, and it's always stuck with me. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I love what David says after he was called out uh, for his sin by Nathan, uh, the prophet Nathan, uh, with, when he was sinning with Bathsheba and he had Bathsheba's husband Uriah uh, put on the front lines and to be murdered basically so he could marry Bathsheba because she had become pregnant. But in Psalm 51 verses 7 through 13, David says this. This is after he was called out for his sin with Bathsheba. He says, Purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Now if you go back uh, when in, in, when God was setting up the Passover, uh, and he he told Moses, he said, "This is here's what you got to do for the Passover because the de- they're going through these plagues. Moses is about to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, and and, and so God was sending all these plagues in uh, to to get Pharaoh to release his people from being slaves. And he says the death angel is about to pass over. But here's what you can do to be saved. He said, you take this hyssop." You kill this lamb, this perfect lamb, without blemish. You kill it, and you take this hyssop, and you dip it in the lamb's blood, and you take that hyssop and the blood, and you smear that blood over the doorposts of your home. And whoever's in that house, they're going to be saved because the death angel, when the death angel passes over, nobody will die. But if I don't see the blood, if the death angel does not see the blood, then you're going to lose your firstborn child and 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 so that is what david is saying he's saying purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean it's a beautiful picture of what jesus has done for us on the cross when he when he shed his blood as our sacrificial lamb first corinthians 5 verse 7 he was our passover lamb jesus was purify me with hyssop and i shall be clean Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ, and I will be clean. David says, wash me. I will be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit then then 
I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Listen to the words that David uses here. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Forgive me of my sins. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me away from you. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation. And God, when you wash me in the blood, when you forgive me of my sins, when you create a new heart, a clean heart within me, when you renew this, this steadfast spirit within me, when you restore the joy that, of your salvation that I once had, because God even called David a man after my own heart. David says, when you do all this stuff, then, because of my sin, because I've made this bad choice, I've done this terrible thing. When you do all this, when you wash me, when you forgive me, when you create a clean heart within me, when you renew a steadfast spirit within me, when you restore the joy of your salvation back to me, then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted you know it's it, it's it's been so long that some christians have done anything for god anything because we become selfish with our faith We're, we become like nick's guitar strings and here's the sad thing is they're dead in their faith and they don't even know it they're dead in their faith and they don't even know it. Nick had no idea. He hasn't even looked at that guitar in five to seven, eight years. It's been a long time. And it not only it wasn't until I opened that guitar case and, and pulled that guitar out of the case and, and went to play it. And I hear that thud from those strings. Even after I tuned it, it just sounded terrible. They had the resignation was terrible. I mean, just thuds. It literally just thuds. And I said, Nick, how long has it been since somebody played this guitar, man? Oh, it's been years. I think it's been sitting up there for years. Nick had no idea. Because he, he's thinking, in his mind, I put new strings on that thing. Those are brand new strings. That's exactly what he told me. Those are brand new strings. And I said, man, these strings are dead. I don't know how much you pay for these strings. and Because he paid... Uh, a, a, a guitar technician to do that he paid quite a bit of money to have it done that's what he told me that's out of his own mouth he paid a lot of money to have those new strings put on and that guitar tuned well it sit there for so long without being played the strings died and it's out of tune but when you tune it it didn't matter because the strings were dead and that's the way a lot of us as, as we say that we love christ and we say that we serve christ but our faith is dead and we like Nick he didn't even realize those strings were dead that's the way a lot of our a lot of us our faith is our faith is dead because we're not playing Jesus we're not being the hands and the feet of Jesus and I'll just be honest with you I, I blame a lot of that on social media on text messaging because we, we, you know, we don't have to deal with people. We don't have to interact with people. We can send a text message or we can send an email. We can send a Facebook message or we can send a message through Instagram. We, we don't have to come in personal contact with people. And that's what social media has done to us. It has divided us even more. And you see all this division going on in our society, in our culture, in our country, in other countries. 
it, it's just crazy. And when somebody does try to interact with us or we interact with somebody else and we try to talk to them, they're like, stranger danger, who, who, in, the, who in the world are you? Get away from me, dude. I don't know you. Why are you talking to me? And we get these strange, strange looks. And, and, and it's sad. And so, you know, people who claim to serve Christ, you know, we, we, we go to the church building and we, we listen to the songs being sung. We may even participate in the songs, may even raise a hand, maybe both hands, you know, maybe even sway around a little bit and, 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 and we're participating in, in worship and, and we listen to the sermon. We may shout an amen or two or praise the Lord or, you know, you know shake the preacher's hand when we're leaving. But inside, we're spiritually dead because we're not involved. We just sit on our butt cheeks with our hands under our butt cheeks and do nothing for Jesus. Maybe every now and then post a little Facebook message. Post a meme talking about how much we love Jesus or what God means to us. But yet we're... We know this brother and sister over here are suffering, but we don't lift a finger to do anything to help them in their suffering. It's just like Nick's guitar. Dead strings. Dead strings. And here's the deal. What do you do when you have dead strings on your guitar? There's only one thing you can do. Get new strings. Well, here's the deal. You, you can't. There, there, you you can only be saved one time. Salvation is only through Jesus Christ. There's nobody else to go to. Jesus is it. There's no other name under heaven whereby man can be saved except through Jesus. Uh, John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And we claim that we love Christ, that we were baptized for the remission of our sins, that we were filled with the Holy Spirit. So what are we going to do if our strings have died? You simply get new strings. What are you talking about? Remember the words of David. The words that he used. Create. Renew. Restore. In other words, God give me a new set of strings and when you do, I will teach transgressors your ways. God, give me a new set of strings so I can make music again, so I can be loud for you, so I can bring joy, I, I, I can bring peace, I can bring Jesus into other people's lives so that you can make a difference in their lives, so that they can be encouraged to make it another day until they get to heaven or until I go on to be with you in heaven. I, if you would just give me new strings, I, I will let you play me to, to bring Jesus, to bring life, to bring hope, to bring excitement into people's lives. I will share you with others and give them the same hope that I have. All these promises that come along with Jesus and salvation. I will literally take my hands 
off my seat. I will get up off my butt and do something because I want my faith to be alive. Maybe today you don't realize that you have dead strings. You may look the part. You, you, and, and I'm telling you, when I, when I opened up that case, it was covered in dust, by the way, because it had been sitting up on this shelf for years, and, and this store is very old. And, and it, it, it had been sitting there for all this time collecting dust, and I opened up that case. That guitar was spotless. Not a speck of dust on it. Brand new strings. But when, you, when I played the strings, it was just a thud. No matter how I tried to tune them. The sound was terrible. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you you got the look. Maybe you have the faith, but you don't have the good deeds, as James talked about in, in chapter James chapter two. Faith without works is dead. But the opposite of that is true as well. Faith with works is alive. Is your faith alive? If not, it's not too late. God can give you new strings. And when God, just ask God to give you new strings, to give you life, to give you a renewed vigor in your faith. And He will, just like that. And when He does, use it. Don't sit on it. Not only look the part, but be the part. Play. Get involved. Know your role. Whether it's playing in a worship band, whether it's singing in a worship band, whether it's, it, it, it's uh, preaching, whether it, it, it's being an elder or a deacon or a Sunday school teacher or, or being a, 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 just a person out in the crowd that shakes a hand when somebody walks through the door or whether you don't even get involved in, in, in a church service but yet... You, you cook for others or, or you make phone calls to encourage others or you send emails to encourage others. Or you send greeting cards. There's, there's just so many things that we can do to encourage others. You have a part. You have a role. The Holy Spirit has given you a special talent, a special ability. And my challenge is to you is to use it if you hadn't used it in a long time, please pick it up and use it. Create, renew, restore. And then I will teach transgressors your way. It is my prayer today that you will allow God to use you to bring Him glory. That you will allow God to use you, not just in mighty ways, but in small ways ways because in those small things that goes unnoticed god is glorified in a mighty way and people are encouraged to keep on keeping on and that's what we're that's what we do with the grinded podcast we encourage people to not give up and to keep going and if you would do your part and not only have faith, but share your faith and be the hands and the feet of Jesus and be the example of Jesus and love others like Jesus loved others, you will encourage them to not give up, but to keep going. 
God bless you. And uh, you can go back and listen to part one. This was part two of the guitar sermon. There will be a part three and a part four and maybe even a part five. So I hope that you will come back and, and listen to part three. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.